This is CryptoCore Radio, discussing the ideas, people, and projects building the new digital economy. Get the latest on blockchain technology and cryptocurrency updates with your host, Lutz. And welcome. This is Lutz from Core Radio coming to you live with Utrust. Utrust is uh, an ICO. It uh, it gives you uh, you know some security when making transfers. It seems to be a really great project, and I'm happy to have them on today. Uh, we have uh, well, Nuno couldn't make it, so we have his partner. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome everyone. So uh, maybe I can start uh, for those in the audience who don't know Utrust. Uh, I don't know if that's a majority or not, but I will assume uh, most of you don't know what Utrust is. And yeah, I'm just give. On new- yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Go, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, just give us a brief introduction as to what Utrust is about, and then uh, you know I'll, you know I'll uh, I'll question you from you know my angle and you know see you know see what I don't understand. Maybe Maybe other people don't understand some some of the same things. Absolutely, absolutely. So you trust basically what we are building, our vision is basically to build the best crypto payment system in the world. Actually, the safest crypto payment system in the world. To put it simply, we want to be the PayPal of the crypto payments world. How are we going to do that? Well, we're going to offer the best consumer protection on the market. So. Here's the deal. Here's how our system works. Buyers uh, use their own existing crypto assets, either in Bitcoin, Ethereum, other major cryptocurrencies, their favorite crypto flavor, and they use it to buy goods and services in an online market. By the way, they pay to, to merchants. Those merchants, they accept payments in cryptocurrency, but they receive the payment in their bank accounts in fiat currency. Why is that? Because they're safer in that way. They're not exposed to the volatility of the, the, the crypto markets. And that's actually one of the concerns that uh, affect a lot of merchants that are on the fence about accepting crypto payments from users is the market volatility. Because yeah, they can earn quite a lot more if the, the crypto markets go up and the valuation goes up, but they suffer also a corresponding risk. And some of those merchants that are on the fence, they're still very risk averse. But that's not the only protection that we offer. Uh, our main uh, factor is that we protect consumers who are paying. Uh, so right now, when you use crypto payments, when you send a payment to someone else on the other side, you send Bitcoin, you send Ethereum for a good or, a good or service, you don't know if you're going to get your good or, or service if the, the counterparty actually is going to deliver you the goods and you have no resource. If they don't deliver, well, that's, that's your problem. That, that, there's no trusted mediator here as there is in traditional payments. So right. if you think about how, how PayPal works in, in, in the fiat payments world, it's, we're basically positioning ourselves as, as, as the same entity. We are the trusted mediator. We allow if something goes wrong in the transaction and the buyer buys something and the merchant does not deliver by one reason or another and, and a human mediator eventually will come along the chain and either provide 
the funds back, a refund uh, for, for the buyer, or it will provide the funds and unlock the funds to the merchant. So we basically position ourselves as a trusted mediator, facilitating payments. And I gotcha. think the best, the best com comparison is actually PayPal. And by the way, we have competitors, but we are the first ones actually providing this additional layer of consumer protection in the crypto payments area. Gotcha. Definitely not the first time I've heard it. But uh, so these days, in order to secure a Bitcoin transaction, uh, people will have to use an escrow uh, just to just to add trust. Right. Yes. Yes. Uh, are you are you saying that your your solution will eliminate uh, having to use escrows in the future? Well, actually, not eliminate. Uh, I guess you, you can consider us, ourselves an, an escrow, a, a mediator, a third party that holds the funds until uh, uh, the, the transaction and delivery has has been fully verified. So we we see ourselves as a, as the natural evolution of that system. Uh, many people say that, okay, but probably we can do that uh, with smart contracts, Every, everything could be fully decentralized and automated. Well, perhaps that's the case, but we believe that our business model of being the, the escrow or, or the mediator and actually providing that level of uh, trust to the consumers, it's only possible by having this model of holding the funds. Uh, why? Because otherwise, we cannot we cannot provide the refund if there's a need for, for a refund. Also, this is also advantageous to the to the to the merchant because of the, the lower volatility and exposure to the to the crypto markets uh, volatility. But also, it, it helps to to actually bring more trust into into the system. Why is that? Because as more and more transactions go on, and uh, we have an integrated rating system and the more uh, reputation or yeah, we can call it reputation, the, the more your rating goes up in your platform, you become more trusted in that platform. And as, become, as you become more trusted as, as a merchant, the, the hold for your funds uh, decreases correspondingly. So the more uh, verified transactions and trusted, uh, the higher your rating is, Basically, the 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 shorter become, is 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 a, is a hold of, of of the funds. So the the quicker you get your funds in in your wallet. So that also creates like a positive feedback loop. Right. So you, you become like a trusted seller. Yes. Okay. Cool. Uh, so I I I personally use BitPay a lot. Uh, I I have the card and everything. Are Are you guys gonna have cards? Uh, well, right now we 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 don't have any cards or POS. User planned. entered your channel. So it's 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 only a purely online si uh, system to integrate with other markets, uh, online markets. We have like a already uh, partnerships, and we're gonna announce soon. I, I can actually uh, go forward and announce a partnership with the the first market we're gonna be present on. Uh, if, if you're curious on this, we're planning to announce it only tomorrow, but uh, I guess I can announce it right now. So we're partnering with uh, Soma.co. Uh, it's an online marketplace, uh, decentralized online marketplace, and that's going to be the first platform we're going to be present on. So here you go, guys. That, that's the first, and I, I'm okay. actually I'm actually proud of, proud of this, and many more merchants will 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 have and. That's even before uh, we have our ICO. What's the name uh, of it? Somo. Yeah. So, what what do they do? 
So Soma basically is an online decentralized marketplace. They're also having an ICO offering. Uh, if I believe it's, it's still ongoing. And they basically have a really nice app where you can buy uh, from other people in a decentralized way. And you can also use your, your own token as a, um, how, do I, how, do I, how do I phrase it? It's like um, the token helps to build trust about, among the, 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 the two parties actually transactions. So it's a, it's a very neat platform for you, for example, to, you know, I have some bicycle I want to sell to, other, uh, to someone in the same city. And I want an easy app just, you know, who's around me and see, okay, how much would they, they, they get to, to buy this article? So it's, I think it's a, it's a nice app and it's a nice showcase. And it's, it's a really nice way for us to actually test our MVP in, within a, a real marketplace and get some initial traction. And that's coming very, very soon. Yeah, very cool, very cool. Uh, so so uh what i know i i know the problem with my bitpay is that they don't accept uh other coins you know so i have yeah. ethereum right i have i have litecoin uh this is a problem you guys are going to correct correct absolutely absolutely so i guess uh you mentioned that you use bitpay um and one of the things that we're trying is we aim to be much more than, than bitpay and the, the fact that we accept multiple currencies, it's, 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 a, it's a step up because we believe that you shouldn't be restricted to only using one coin or uh, our coin or a specific coin in, in the marketplace. Users should be able to use the top crypto assets uh, as more and more uh, cryptocurrencies are created or adopted. Users should be free to, to use whatever uh, blockchain uh, currency they, they want. If the market decides that, okay, maybe uh, this new coin, this new blockchain, maybe maybe I want to use IOTA, uh, for example, because I don't know, I want to use it except for my Bitcoins. I don't want to spend my Bitcoins and I, I want to keep them uh, and sell them in the future. Maybe I want to use my Ethereum instead. So the fact that we don't restrict ourselves to a single currency actually help us to capture a wider market uh, of people that otherwise will have no, no alternative. You would have, either have to convert uh, your cryptocurrencies to Bitcoin and then use it or, well, use Bitcoin. So I guess this is one of the key advantages besides the, the consumer protection aspect. Tell me, so, so if I were to buy something with Bitcoin, can you walk me through how exactly the exchange would work with you being the in intermediary? Absolutely. So uh, we, you would actually, we assume that the users already have the, the crypto assets in their wallets. So we're jumping the, the part where uh, a user wants, a, a scenario where a user wants to, you know, exchange your fiat currency to, to crypto assets. We're not covering that part. We're not into that business. So we are always assuming you already hold uh, the, the crypto assets, I mean, for the buyer. So uh, the scenario is very, very simplified is this. You go to a marketplace, let's say your favorite market, marketplace, such as Soma, and you see a nice article that you like, and you will see a corresponding price. Uh, and the price, for example, could be displayed in, in Bitcoin or Ethereum. That's something you can actually configure either in the app or the website. 
let's say you want to buy that article and it costs like uh, 0, 0.2 bitcoins maybe i don't know uh nice shirt that that would be cool nice shirt for 0.2 bitcoins i hope it's a good shirt but let's go ahead and buy it you click on the buy and what would happen is you will see the option with pay or checkout uh, with utrust after after you're in on the checkout process in the specific website or app during that checkout process you can actually use and select utrust payment and by by using that you'll be using our system then you'll have a selection what of which currency and which crypto asset you want to use uh the, the the top 15 will be displayed and you can select okay i want to pay in utrust with bitcoin so you select bitcoin and then what happens is that you will see a breakdown of the cost of the item okay the the exchange fees uh our fee and basically you'll see the final price in bitcoins that you're going to pay very transparent like an invoice the, the, whole, yeah. the whole the the whole breakdown of the of the price and you will see an address uh, in Bitcoin where you can send your funds. Basically, what you're doing right now is you're not selling and not, not sending the funds directly to the merchant, to the to one you're buying the, the, the shirt from, but you're sending the funds to us, to, to Utrust. Okay. We're going to be like the keepers of that until the merchant on their end uh, provides the article to you. Uh, right. You would have a, a certain window to make that payment. Otherwise, you would it would expire usually 30 seconds or I think it's one minute right now or something like that. And you will have that time frame to complete the, the transaction using your, your wallet. Uh, okay. After that, your, your, your transaction will be pending. And on the other side, the merchant will receive that they have uh, an incoming transaction that, you know, there was an attempt to purchase this item. So on the merchant's view, they will say, okay, some, there, there's, a pending, uh, there's a pending offer for this item uh, for this amount. And they will see that, okay, uh, that's the amount that I will receive in, in my wallet, in my, in my bank account, okay, in their local currency. Okay, so they don't actually see the amount you pay in, in, in Bitcoin or whatever cryptocurrency. They see the amount you're going to receive that they requested to receive for the article in their own uh, currency and they also see that okay uh, there's this time frame that I have to send the article to this user and this is like through the the normal checkout process they will hopefully send the article and when the article arrives uh, one way or the other uh, after this time frame elapsed uh, the funds will be automatically uh, released to the seller okay if during this time, uh, this time frame, there's uh, a claim from, from the buyer, let's say 10 days have elapsed and you didn't receive anything, you can open an escalation claim in Utrust, okay? Uh, because at, at the end of this transaction, to, the, to your email, you will receive uh, a confirmation of your purchase, okay? So to that, to that confirmation, there's a possibility of opening an escalation if something goes airy with the, the, the transaction. But again, I'm, I'm entering in the, in the edge case if the transaction right. goes bad and there are many scenarios uh, right now. So, right. But basically, this is, I think this covers the, the most basic scenario. Our you you basically open up a dispute. Uh, exactly, exactly.
and you know how how does the dispute work if uh, okay. you know you you are to not receive you know the bitcoin miner that you right. ordered yeah so the buyer if if they if they decide to open a claim they can follow the link that they received on their email and they will actually go to 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 a page where they can start and try to enter a self resolution process this this is basically a chat with the merchant to, in our platform where they, they can you know chat directly with each other and we can have a log of that chat to, to, to try to resolve things friendly okay we don't want to go full-blown escalation to a human mediator just when things could be you know have a friendly result so we want to give this opportunity for people on a peer-to-peer -peer fashion to to actually try to resolve those those disputes those claims uh, without uh, the need for an escalation and we believe that most of those disputes would actually be resolved in, in this way according to our analytics but nice. again if that's not the case uh, then the the buyer can uh, escalate this to a second level escalation in a second level escalation this two-party uh, chat actually goes into a three-party chat so a human mediator from Utrust actually enters a chat and he will talk things through with both parties again this is the very same system as paypal uses right it's the same exact model uh they're trying to collect evidence from one side or the other for example the i send the article so where where's the proof from from the, the 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 delivery company that you send it to this address okay here's uh the, you know all the proof that the seller and the buyer can can provide and eventually this mediator will have to to decide something okay there's either okay based according to the all the evidence that will provide at that stage uh the mediator will decide either to refund or to release the funds to to the seller again we think gotcha. that, that by design this is this is going to be a very small amount of of, of cases uh but nevertheless i think this added layer of, of safety and, and the fact that you know as, as a buyer that you there you can get your money back if something goes wrong or actually you get 98 percent of the of the money back and this is for several reasons but we can we can go into detail on why why is okay. that later okay i'm looking at it still from the client point of view so uh yeah you know like how would so how would it affect speed so we, we know big crypto is you know known for how fast it is does does your platform accept, you know, uh, you know, does it compromise the speed of the transaction in any way? Well, uh, it largely depends on the on the protocol that you're using. For some 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 crypto protocols are inherently faster than others, but the the thing is here, uh, there's not an, an issue of speed as you know the the hold period uh, for the funds is actually much larger. We're talking about days here. So what, whatever the speed of the existing protocol, it doesn't it doesn't really affect this because the the whole period for 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 the merchant for releasing the fund, it's yeah, okay initially twenty one days. So I guess we, we get a confirmation in a, in a few hours, maybe max uh, gotcha. twenty four hours. So this is not a technical issue at all, and it it, it will only become better as more faster protocols are are put into place. And since we support multiple currencies, that's only a benefit to us because we don't strict, we're not restricted to accepting one specific protocol. And that's really advantageous because 
if a new protocol, faster protocol gets, gets accepted or gets popular with users, well, they, they can use it and we will support it as well. So we're quite modular on that. Very cool. Okay, so you're, you're turning every, uh, every, every sale into like an eBay. I mean, you're, you're basically universalizing eBay. Uh, well, pretty much. We, we are not trying to, you know, to build the marketplace itself. We want to be a provider for existing existing marketplaces. Right. So uh, everyone everyone could use any existing marketplace, like like as if it was uh, like eBay. Exactly. With, with you, protections. Exactly. Exactly. You could build your own eBay, and you know, building a, an eBay-like website right now it's it's actually quite simple. Like a small team, like even yourself, could 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 do in, in an afternoon and. Uh, like a little bit of coding, but uh, I think the tricky thing here is how when you when you go to the checkout part and you know users actually want to to pay for your items, uh, you're quite restricted on the options you have and the integrations you, you you're gonna need. What currencies are you gonna accept? And you're gonna accept credit cards. You're gonna accept crypto payments. And gotcha. we want to make it easy. And one of the key advantages, another one, is that we don't charge the merchants uh, to use our payment gateway. It's free for the merchants. So you want to use it in your system, in your eBay. You want to test it out, uh, see if it works for you, if it brings revenue to your business. Go ahead and use it. Uh, right. it it's, it's free. Uh, we, I, was just, I was just going to ask you what the fees were. Yeah, yeah no fees. You, you can try it out. Uh, we're happy to provide a pilot. Uh, we just want to help your business bring clients and revenue. And obviously, we get 1% of every single transaction. So we have this added incentive for you, know, for you to use our, our platform and for your users, uh, if you provide multiple checkout options for different types of payments, for them to select our platform as well. But for you as a merchant, no, you, we actually incentivize, like, try it out, see if it works. And if it doesn't, tell us what's wrong and we'll iterate and try to make a better version. Very cool, very cool. So it started, your ICO started on August 28th. Well, that was the, the pre-sale, yes. Uh, it started on August 28th and we closed uh, around 90 minutes after that. Uh, it wow. was a, Yeah, it was a huge success. Actually, I was... I was expecting a few hours, but this was, yeah, it was really incredible. I, 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 was, I was very surprised with, with the demand. You know, our servers crashed several times because of peak demand. Uh, it was uh, abs absolute crazy. Like our, our technical team was here like 24 seven. We barely slept just to, to try to fix everything on the technical side managing like the, the inflow of people. At, at some point we have like 20,000 people uh, trying to access the, like the website, crashing your email servers. It was just uh, insane in terms of, of demand. Uh, so I would say, yes, it was very successful, but we are striving to do better and we're going to announce the, the, the ICO date, the follow-up uh, during, during this week. Probably. What, what, could, what could you suggest to other people doing ICOs you know, so that they could avoid that type of crashing? Well, I, I, I guess, uh, well, no one is ever really prepared for this. So the thing is, if we had allocated more resources, 
uh, I would say we'll, we'll still have the same, the same, same issues. Uh, this is something that you really cannot prepare in advance. You just have to have the right mindset to be there, work hard, and be, be together with your team and fix it on the spot. And because that, that's what we did. Like we were able to, you know, and contact the, the network provider, talk with them directly in like real time, half an hour, like increase our quotas and negotiate like a better pipeline and fix everyone, everything on the technical level very fast. And, you know, that, that speed of execution, uh, I think it, it's the thing that matters the most in, in ICOs and cryptocurrency in this fast uh, pace and in this fast field. I, I think it's one of the, the best things you can have. Be prepared, but more than that, be fast where, where, when trying to fix things and more than gotcha. preparation, just move fast. Gotcha. Cool. Uh, so how, how successful have you been so far with your ICO? Well, uh, we, we managed on, on the public crowd sale, we managed to raise uh, 1.5. Uh, the total was 3.5, including the, the private, the private investors. But I, I would say it's, it's already been like a very, pretty good success but that's not enough uh, we were aiming for the the 49 million because on the operational side we know we know this is a this is a large value think shit that's 49 million dollars like we can build like a, a platform in MVP for way less well yes but remember that our target is we want to be the PayPal cryptocurrencies right a lot of our spending is actually going to be on partner engagement with merchants uh, the, the the platform itself yes that's going to take a huge chunk of, of, of our funds but a large chunk will also go to partner engagement to try to get merchants on board uh, not only that but to make sure that we get the right promotion so that when users are using those merchants to buy articles, they select our uh, payment system, Utrust, as the preferred payment method for, for checkout. And that takes a lot of marketing effort. And that's something that we have to allocate a large number of resources to. Also, in terms of scalability for, for, for our system, in terms of scalability of software, yes, you don't need such a large number of uh, resources at that stage, but we have a human element. And that human element, the human mediator, requires a lot of uh, um, resources to properly escalate. Right, right. You got to pay them salaries. Exactly, exactly. So we have that fixed cost. And for scalability, we actually need a lot of, uh, a lot of funding. That's why... Actually, if, if you think about it, our target, it, it's not that large for, for the thing we're trying to build. Uh, we had investors saying like, you know, you're asking for too little. You should be asking for more. Uh, but we, we think this is a, is a good value. It's not overly ambitious, uh, but it's, it's the right amount that we need to actually bring this platform to fruition and to take care of all the fixed costs, development, marketing, legal, compliance, etc. Very cool, very cool. So do you guys have uh, like an MVP that people could test out, take a look at what it looks like and how this will work? Absolutely. So the, the, we get asked that a lot, especially if you have like a GitHub, like a, a public repository that we can check out to check your MVP. We are working on MVP and we'll be announcing something very cool in the, in the, next, in the next weeks before the, the ICO. So that's going to be a surprise for you guys. 
but yes, we have an MVP. What we don't have is a public code base for the MVP. So that, you know, I, I get that a lot because, you know, you're building something on the blockchain, especially your token, but at the same time, uh, remember that what we're building is a payment platform and it's actually not on our roadmap to, to provide the source code for the payment platform. This is, we, we consider this is our IP. Obviously the plugins for integration uh, with merchants, they're gonna be public, uh, obviously. Uh, but the, the code for the platform itself, uh, we, we want to be a business and we want to be a profitable business. So it makes no business sense to actually publish the code at this stage uh, because we can be easily copied. Right, so right. I, I, and a, a lot of people do that. A lot of people do that. It's not just absolutely. you. It, it, Neo's uh, is doing that. I mean, he doesn't want, I know syntax, and he doesn't want people copying his code before he puts it out. Even though they say they're open source, I mean, you, if you have something great, you know, you, you know for sure someone out there is going to copy and paste your code and use it. Absolutely, you're absolutely right. And eventually we'll have some parts open source, especially in terms of plugins for integration. So uh, you will be able to use our, our test API, especially for, for, the, for the merchants. Right, so, so uh, at, least, at least when they copy your code, they could, refer to, they could refer to it as a clone to you trust. Exactly, that, that's, that, that's, uh, that's a good point of view, man. Uh, so so you, you're coming out with an MVP, so, and that's the whole point of investing early. You know, the more risk you take, the more reward you get. Uh, exactly. So, uh, how how's your marketing? What what kind of marketing are you guys doing? Okay, so so for the ICO, you mean marketing for the ICO? Yeah, just, just the, the the methods you're using to educate people on your trust. Absolutely. So, uh, in, in terms of marketing for our platform slash ICO, because I guess they're the same thing at this at this point. Uh, not only we have a huge community on Slack, we have uh, banners on several uh, community websites, uh, listings on the, the major, um, you know, ICO listing websites. We have, uh, well, we have a, a Telegram channel. We have several uh, channels, including Discord. We have uh, a channel for Kaokao in the Korean community. We have a uh, a WeChat channel for our Chinese community. Uh, we have dedicated community managers, you know, actively answering uh, people that have uh, questions regarding our product. We have some videos. We have a strong presence also in, in YouTube. We have a Medium page where we periodically uh, launch articles describing not only what we are planning to do, but you know how our system is going to improve the current state of cryptocurrencies and why it's needed. And sometimes uh, we get a lot of people also uh, writing articles for, for us in different journals. For example, we had a, a feature article on ICO Crowd Korea on the physical magazine. Uh, also, I can find like a few dozen blogs and if you enter our Slack, you'll see them uh, like all talking about us, about our product. Right. And we have like some video bloggers also, when they talk about like 10, the top 10 or the top five ICOs and uh, reviewing not only in terms of team but the white paper and they do that like proactively they're, they're right. checking us out and see okay those guys they have something in their hands actually and, actually okay. I, I I could I could tell you a, a lot of these random areas that find you are because you put out a press release well uh, sometimes sometimes they do yeah 
you know that the press releases they're meant to go to the like the bloggers you know because these guys they need content and they don't know where to get it so what they do is they look at the press releases that come out because you could copy those you know with no copyright you know issues at all you know you those are copyable you could that's Absolutely. what press that's what press releases are all about and uh and it, you, you've done quite a few i've seen you know because i i also you know manage cornmedia.info so uh, yes, and yes. We, we always look for good content to put on there and that's that's where we look towards the pe the press releases see what news is coming out and, and who's big enough to market it i mean they you know we got to face the facts that uh you know a lot of these scam you know small scammier cryptos they they're not going to do stuff like that uh, you know only people who are serious about their projects do stuff like that you're you're absolutely right you know uh all, all the content that we, that we created takes takes a, a lot of work, you know, to prepare those articles, prepare those press releases, launch our newsletters to everyone who's subscribing our website. So, and you know, sometimes it goes viral and it can be freely used. And but it, it it's it's still like you said takes a takes a long time, you know, to have a coherent message. And you can only have that coherent message if what you're trying to achieve, as we are is something really great that has a solid foundation it has a solid business foundation it is solid it's it's actually trying to solve a problem in crypto and our our, our founder nuno is he says that a lot that the main thing going for us is that unlike other icos and like other tokens we want to leverage we want to leverage this token sale to build a platform to solve a real problem in crypto to help the crypto uh, payments industry to go forward to be uh, a sustainable business to be a, a, a booming business you know and to achieve the the scale it deserves and I know it, it, it will happen eventually and we want to be the ones doing it that's that's our main motivation we're solving a real problem and we think this will benefit everyone in the crypto community one way or the other very very cool uh, Philippe uh, tell us about your background. You know, we, we, we didn't, I normally ask that in the beginning, but you know, what, what, uh, tell us about how long you've been in crypto and you know, what, you know, what your skills are, your skill set is. Absolutely. So actually, you know, I haven't been in crypto for, for that, for that long, uh, less than a year actually. So my background, so from the start, my background is actually, uh, software engineering. So I, I started my career as a, as a software developer. I had a master in software engineering and, I, and then I was working in big corporations and uh, mostly mobile. I did a little bit of everything in terms of programming. I did uh, especially mobile applications. I was involved in uh, payment gateways, more like traditional payment uh, gateways and coding of those associated services. Uh, I was initially, my career was in Portugal, but then I moved abroad and I moved to, to Scandinavia. I spent quite a long time in, in Stockholm, in Sweden, uh, working for a, a venture company called Millicon Digital Ventures. I joined their, I was one of their first hires, uh, working together with the CEO and the CTO at the time. We were building like amazing uh, apps for, for the Latin American market, targeting, it was, it was a very different market but it was it was still very cool and i was deeply involved and i really enjoyed you know building all those software platforms and really you know actively engaging into the code but after a while you know i i decided to do a little bit of a shift in my career so uh 
after living in Scandinavia in Stockholm for around two years, I actually went to China. Uh, why do I went to China? I went to China to do my MBA. I oh, wow. thought I would. I, I wanted to have another degree, and I thought it was very, very cool if I could have another degree and I could learn Chinese at the same time. So that was an extra motivation for me. I wanted an MBA and I wanted to learn uh, Chinese, uh, which which I did, which was a very cool experience. Uh, I love I love those Chinese chicks, man. They're so cute. <laughs> yes, yes. I, you know. Uh, Chinese girls are very beautiful. Okay, uh, you have to trust me on that. But anyway, oh, I, I, really know. Know. I know, I know. I dated a couple. Uh, so I, I moved there to to do my MBA. I fortunate. I was fortunate enough to get a scholarship. Um, I wasn't in China the whole two years. So I, I was also in part of the MBA. I was also in Charlottesville in in the U.S. Uh, I I did part of my my exchange there. Uh, I came back to Europe after that. Oh, oh uh, I also worked briefly at the United Nations in New York uh, during, during like, uh, a summer, and I was actually considering uh, working there uh, af afterwards. But I had a, a good offer after the MBA to work at, a, at another venture firm in Copenhagen. And I was actually on the fence if I was going to, you know, stay there or not. But you know, I've met the, the co-founder, uh, I guess, a few months ago. And, you know, I, I really like the, you know, you, you, was, you had a, a core idea, uh, but uh, the audience was not very receptive to that, that idea at the moment. And I, I sensed that there was a nugget of gold in that. And, you know, we had dinner, we, we, we had a few drinks and, you know, the next day we were working together and say, okay, this is as a real potential to change the, the blockchain uh, industry. And at the time I was already interested in, in the blockchain. I was also uh, like an investor. I, I, I wasn't an investor, but more a traditional investor in the stock market, in ETFs, some, some small investors in, in other ventures uh, as a private individual. But I was not heavily invested into crypto. Luno has more extensive investment experience in, in the crypto world. And I think that's where our, our profile actually, you know, align and complement each other very well. I'm more focusing on no more, you know, traditional management investments, more classical investment vehicles and taking that whole macro, micro, micro and microeconomic theory and applying that to the blockchain space. He is more like a, uh, he creates empathy with people. He has more practical experience in trading uh, cryptocurrency. You know, he can sense the market better. He knows like the, the in, I call it intrinsic fundamentals because, you know, in, in the crypto area, there's, there's still not like a, a valuation guide like you have in, in, in other uh, types of, Right. It's, it's the wild west out here man exactly so but he has a keen sense and he has been very successful as, a, as an investor and that's because he has an intrinsic grasp of the fundamentals although you know he cannot write why he makes the decision that he makes but he makes the right decision and the right calls and right. That, I'm, that's I'm Nuno that's yeah, Nuno you're saying exactly our, our CEO and I'm more like the methodical guy I you know I think in, in that regard, we complement each other pretty well because, you know, you need both profiles. You need multiple profiles in your team. And I guess uh, it, it's, a, it's a good complement. 
uh, I know yeah. it's, it's been a very long uh, intro bias, but uh, I guess you can also check more details on my on my LinkedIn. Uh, I also did other other things, uh, but it's always been related to either MBA or speaking at uh, events or uh, working in the software industry. So my background is very aligned with software and economics, basically. You have to right. nail it down to to together. It's like how Captain Kirk needs Spock. Exactly. I understand. Exactly. <laughs> so so you know may, maybe next time Nuno could come on also with you. Uh, you know, we're, we're definitely not going to make this the last interview. I, I really like you trust. Uh, I personally invested some and I will be investing more. Uh, you know, uh, th this is a niche that a lot of people are uh, are fulfilling. Uh, there's, uh, I believe, Incent is doing it and, you know, not, not, not very successfully. Uh, there's not many successful ones out there. Uh, but it looks like you guys have the know-how from all your education you just spoke about. And yeah. it looks like you, you have a, a dedicated team of developers. How many, how many people on your, on your development team? Uh, well, if, if I to the advisors, I would say like probably 16. That's a lot of developers. Yeah, yeah. I, I think last time we counted, we were like 25 in total in, in the team. But uh, full-time developers, I guess 16. Very cool, very cool. And uh, they, they all get paid salaries? So, uh, yes, right now. So, the, how, actually, that, that's a great story. How did we met each other, especially on, on, the, on the technical team? So, all of, pretty much all of the, the developers, they were part of a, of a spin-off company uh, belonging to another of our founders, Roberto. Roberto is basically a, a co-founder and owner of his own company, Subvisual which focuses on software development. Uh, all, they, they, they did international projects for companies such as AT&T, Betfair, Airtel. They worked in the payments industry with Uphold. And pretty much every, every, everyone you see listed uh, was at some point working full-time for, for, for Subvisual. Uh, but but the, the, the funny gotcha. thing is that initially uh, Subvisual, they were gonna be like, uh, and, and Roberto, which is now one of our partners, they're going to be like only providing services in terms of software for us, you know, building our website. Initially, when, when I met Nuno and before we had this whole team and structure, we were trying to, okay, uh, we need to build a team. We need to convince people to work for us, but how are we going to do that? And the way we did it was to try to pitch to someone that we knew was very receptive and could understand the value we were creating. And Roberto actually was that person. So Roberto through, sounds Italian. Is he Italian? Uh, he's Portuguese, actually. <laughs> oh, we're going to have to fit. You got any Italians on your team? Uh, Italians? No. Unfortunately, no. Not yet. Uh, <laughs> uh, unbelievable. All right. So let me know when you want me to come in. Yeah, maybe we need an Italian translator soon. <laughs> I, I could talk Italian, I could do that. <laughs> or a community manager, yeah, that would be pretty cool. Uh, but Roberto, Roberto basically, he had uh, a lot of resources already at his disposal and he was open to a collaboration. And he really liked the initial pitch. And we managed to convince the whole team actually to onboard and to join uh, us in, in this project. And, you know, everyone is very excited to work with us and 
the <laughs> I, everyone thinks it's going to be the success. So everyone's still, you know, motivated. We have this initial drive that okay, we were doing something for for sub visual, but now this is something much much bigger. And I see more and more and more uh, of this momentum going forward. So you ask about salary. Actually, most of the people here, you know, the developers at, at this at, at this quality, they are driven. And I, I, I speak for myself because I, I, I was a developer like a long, long time ago. Not so, not so long, but it's for if you like participating in this team to building this product. Yeah, I wouldn't mind to give up six months of my time to have the opportunity to work in a project in a game-changing project such, such as this without salary with just the perspective of a return later on you know i, exactly. I would be do they, do, up for this yeah do they do they have like a, a nice uh you know asset you know so, some of your assets some of your uh your, your tokens so you know i, I know that helps me motiv get motivated when i have some you tokens it's it, it's it's even better they actually wanted to invest too you know, nice. Uh, nice. They, they, they're like, we need to do this, guys. This, this is our chance to, to be part of something bigger, you know, and everyone here, you know, it, it's not the salary or, or, or the riches that mot motivates them, you know, they, they're, they're already, they're pretty much happy here at already like a good salary and in a good life before, okay? So at this stage, you know, the intrinsic motivation it's more for what you can achieve next and not so much how much can you can you pay for people to work with you because you know money if you do things if you do things right and if you have a good objective money's going to come your way like it, it's not hard to get funding like it's not it's not all it's not all about money you know yes it, exactly exactly you, you need chicks also <laughs> Oh, that, that's where the Chinese chicks come in, right? You know, that, that's where, that's where the, you know, the girls are, are great motivators. Money is a motivator, but girls are even more of a motivator. I mean, we don't buy that hot car because we just <laughs> like the car. You know, we, we buy it because, you know, the chicks like it too. Absolutely. And that too, you know, that, that is motivator. Uh, for other people traveling to, you know, exotic places, knowing other people, chicks also. That's an extra motivator too. Hey, hey, baby, come in my Lamborghini. Come on, <laughs> let, let, let's go take a ride in my Lamborghini. Uh, but, you know, people have different kinds of motivations. And I, it's, you have a little bit of everything. And we, when, when you have such a diverse team, and the challenge becomes, like, you have to connect all of those motivations and guide people to a common purpose. And right. I think, I think the hardest part is just to find people who are passionate in this space. And it's a lot of developers. They're not blockchain developers. It's, it's a little difficult for them to get into this. Yeah. Uh, but once yeah. they do, they fall down that rabbit hole. And that's it. They don't come out anymore. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it, it's hard to get blockchain developers because this whole scene is so new. So it's not like I, I'm trying if like post an ad on AngelList and I want someone with 10 years experience in the blockchain. That's not how it works. Like you don't have a senior guy. Oh, you, you have, okay, let me clarify. You have some very senior expert people in the blockchain domain. Is that the, the number of people with, with that experience it's just not enough for the all the projects, all the, the ICOs, all the amazing ideas coming forth right now. It's simply there's no pool of resources. And 
The best thing you can do if you someone is hearing and planning an ICO and wants to get good resources, well, if you don't have uh, money that can pay upfront or if you cannot have establish like a partnership or to get to their hearts, well, get someone, go to events and get someone with no experience and start working together and create that experience. Right, right. And, and cre create a bond and, you know, mutual, uh, you know, yeah. a mutual yeah. fascination. You know, yeah. and, uh, and, you know, because a lot of people, you know, once they get into crypto, I, I'm always looking for other people that are into crypto here in New York, you know, so, it's, <laughs> you know, so it's, uh, it, and it's, it's difficult because there's not that many people, you know, until you go to one of these conferences and then you find like all these, I, I feel like I'm right at home. Everyone's talking about crypto. So it's really awesome. All yeah, right. Yeah. So, so if, if somebody like, there's a lot of tokens out there being created right now. If uh, if somebody wanted to be incorporated into your you trust system, like say say for example Earth Token, right? It's a, a new token coming out. How do they how do they get involved, uh, or how do they be part of your you know? Do they have to sign up somewhere? Or do, you know, how do you implement them in the in well, the process? Uh, we we are still working on the specifics for for other other token implementations. So right now our MVP is only tackling you know the the major uh, especially Bitcoin and Ethereum as as we don't have a lot of resources that can dispense until we get our ICO done. So we're still like tweaking that process for the future. Okay, so this is like the, uh, a no bullshit answer. So right now okay. we have no 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 like. Uh, detail system in process but if you if you want to know more info uh you can just drop me an email and we can chat and probably you know talking to with the founders during this initial stage it right. will help a lot to to have your your talking or work with us on on the long run so although okay. we don't have a procedure for that uh, as, as the outline procedure and we will, uh, when, especially after we, we launch our initial MVP, MVP. Up, hold on a second. Hello? Hold on a second. Somebody joined the channel. No worries. No worries. So, so eventually we will have such a system. But now the best way is just to contact us directly. All right, I muted them. Yeah, so I was just asking because, you know, uh, Komodo has their own way to onboard new tokens, you know, so uh, you, for them, all you do is go to the GitHub and you implement, you know, yourself into the project. You know, so every, every you know, there's different methods of doing it. I guess yours would be more of a request. So if Earth Token wanted to be part of your project, they would they would have to contact you. Sorry, I, I'm hearing a lot of echo. Like, Are you still hearing echo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? User disconnected from your channel. Okay. Is that better? Much better. As I was saying, you know, uh, there's there's different ways of onboarding clients, right? And you're you you're gonna have to onboard. You're gonna have to onboard different types of uh, coins. So you know, how, yes, how do you choose? Yes. How do you, how do you choose those coins? Well, uh, actually, our approach is very simple. The 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 market will choose those coins. So it, it's essentially going to be initially by market cap. User okay. entered your channel. So the the, the, la the largest, the ones with the user largest market. User channel was banned from the server. Sorry uh, about that, man. Uh, no worries, no worries. So initially it's going to be by market cap. So we're going to target the 
five with the largest market cap. We're going to build from that to the 10 with largest market cap. And we made a list, uh, one or two that are, you know, more prominent, that have like disruptive technology or something like that. But uh, our initial approach is by popularity. Okay. Uh, it's, it's by, by, by in terms of liquidity of that, of that coin, how much uh, our user actually using that coin in the market. Okay, very cool, very cool. So, I, if I knew I, we were going to have so many people jumping on the server, we would have went to a more private channel and that wouldn't okay. have happened. No but so I apologize for that. That's my fault. Uh, all right. Uh, so let's, uh, you know, we've been on for about an hour. I, I understand how, how you work. How, uh, it sounds like a great project. Uh, is there, is there any, any place people could go to get more involved? You know, any, any websites you could give them? Absolutely. Uh, I uh, wholeheartedly recommend you guys to check out our website. That's utrust.io. Uh, from there, you can see pretty much links to uh, our social media websites, including our, our Medium page, our Slack, uh, Discord, and Telegram channels if you want to get more involved into, into our community. Uh, if you wish, you can also drop us uh, an email and we will always reply. And sometimes you may get like a personalized reply. Uh, we have lots of different queries, so feel free to ask us anything in, in the channels. Uh, if you don't understand either the concept or if you have some pressing questions, we encourage all types of discussion in, in, in our channel. Uh, I, I, I only offer a warning if you join our Slack channel. There's been a lot of uh, scam attempts in our channel. Yeah, so that's happening all, all over. Yeah. Please be wary of that. So if you visit one of our channels, either a website or social media, always check that you're, you know, accessing the right website. It's not a copycat. Uh, you're going to our official channels to make sure that you're in, you're in the right uh, channel. And we will never again, in, in any uh, social media channel, we will never ask you for, you know, a tiering address or send money to this every single communication just subscribe in an official website at utrust.io subscribe to our official uh newsletter and every time there's a pressing announcement you will be the first ones to hear okay uh, right so that that's the way to be like in the loop and right so so never click on a link in slack they're never going to give you a link in slack they're never going to direct message you they're never going to do that absolutely that that will never happen all contributions are done solely on our website using your personalized login uh, and in our website in our official website you will see the a contribution address that's customized for you this is intentionally for for security purposes there's no publicly displayed contribution address if you see one either publicly on slack or someone mailing you such an address you can be sure it's someone scamming you okay so uh, and we believe that transparency uh, is, is the best thing for, for our contributions. But at the same time, we need to provide some form of safety to, to our contributors so they can feel, you know, if, if someone starts attacking our site and try to divert users to, to scams, that, that is never good for, for the community. And we do our best to try to protect our users that join any of our social channels from any such malicious attacks. Very cool. All right, man. Well, I, I appreciate you coming on. I, I really appreciate what you're doing. I, I think you're doing a, a really good thing because, you know, I, there's a lot of times I've sent Bitcoin and, you know, I, 
you know, who knows if I'm going to get, you know, or, or the guy could even lie and just say, oh, I never received it. You, you never know. You never know Absolutely. what happens. So you, this is a very needed thing right now in crypto. I, if I send it to you, I know everything's going to be okay because you're kind of like an escrow service here. You're like a third yes. party. Exactly. So that's awesome, man. Very, very good job. And, and you know what? That's that's what mainstream uh, fears, right? That's one of their biggest fears. That's why they use banks and yeah. No, also, yeah, so we, we got to help eliminate, you know, ba the, the banking jobs out there that do this and, you know, various uh, services like, uh, you know, sending a wire. Right. Uh, so exactly. It, that, that's that's really great, man. I think that, you know, one way or, or the other, blockchain is going to disrupt those services. So it's, it's going to happen. Uh, and I don't see those services adopting blockchain technology quickly enough to evolve their business model. You know, the, I see new startups starting in the blockchain area actually capturing that market. That, that's, that's my vision. That's part of the vision you trust. And that's what I believe is going gonna, gonna to happen. It's going to disrupt this, this market. And obviously, uh, all the banks that they're adopting uh, blockchain technology at their own pace. But at the same time, they have a lot of legacy infrastructures. They have a lot of uh, deals they have to uphold. They, yep. They're constrained on what they can do. And young startups, uh, especially powered by ICOs, we can do a lot. And right. we can and do it, it fast and we can do it better than them. That's, right. That's my and, 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 and cheaper too, which is the oh, main yeah, thing. absolutely. With, because it's faster, it's cheaper, that the foundations are newer. We're not constrained by older protocols. We're not constrained by, you know, when we, we talk about traditional payments, traditional payment gateways and integration with credit cards, just uh, like even excluding liability and the, and the legal part, uh, the whole infrastructure of how the payment is transacted, it's, it's frankly obsolete, you know? It, it was obsolete 10 years ago, and it's still obsolete. So we can do better with blockchain technology. All right. Very cool. Very cool. All right. So uh, thank you for joining us today, Philippe. I, I right. wish you guys the best on your ICO. Uh, do, do you have a, a time or a date when it's going to start? Uh, we, we will be announcing it uh, this week, by the end of this week. So guys, stay tuned. All right. Very cool. Uh, all right, everybody. This is Lutz. Uh, thank you for joining us today. We had 1,115 people listening. And uh, I love you all. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye, This guys. is Lutz signing up. New technologies are advancing at a rapid pace. The way we communicate and do business is changing. New models of payment systems, commercial activity, and even the way we keep track of things, like of complex supply chains, are emerging. It can be overwhelming looking for a modern solution. This is where the core group enters the stage. Core group are communications and public relations specialists covering the latest in the crypto and blockchain industry advancement. They provide services such as press release campaigns, article writing, radio interviews, and their own monthly crypto magazine publication and daily crypto news portal, plus a whole lot more. Being one of the fastest growing crypto media organizations in the ecosystem, they are set to make a splash in this new technological area. Want to find out more about your favorite blockchain solution, ICO, or just want to stay up to date with the blockchain ecology? Visit their website to learn more at coregroup.info.